Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kexian C's podcast, Global Thinking. This week, I'm joined by Beatrice Wackman and Jacob Hammarskjöld, senior associates from our Stockholm office. We're casting our minds back to the Swedish general election, which was held in September 2022. In the land famous for social democracy, feminism and Greta Thunberg, it came as a surprise to many that Sweden's first-time voters moved towards the parties on the right-hand side of the political spectrum. The predicted Greta effect did not materialise. In fact, the centre-right moderates took the largest share of the vote among Sweden's youth, followed by the far-right Sweden Democrats. So, Jacob, Beatrice, thank you. Uh, It's great to have you with us today. Could you start maybe for our global audiences by explaining a little bit about the election result and why that surprised some commentators? Thank you, Eleanor. Yes, I can start. And um, this election was extremely even between the left-wing bloc and the right-wing bloc and uh, ended up with a victory for the right-wing, but it was almost 50-50 between the both sides. But when looking at the first-time voters, we saw this huge difference. And uh, had the the first-time voters decided the the end result, it would have been almost 60% to the right-wing and uh, then around 40% to to the left-wing. And uh, the Greens thinking, like you said, the the generation Greta and the green generation who are out uh, protesting on the on the streets of Sweden almost, uh, they they got nearly five percent of the votes from the young voters. Yeah, so a real deviation from I think maybe the classical voting patterns where you expect younger people to vote more on, on the left. Is that fair? Is that normally how it plays out in, in Swedish politics? Uh, yes or uh, and no, uh, you could say, because, I mean, the trend uh, has been for, for quite many elections, really, that, that um, the, the youth uh, vote uh, towards the right. Uh, the, the only thing that was new in this election was that the, you know, uh, far, far right uh, Sweden Democrats uh, almost doubled the, the amount of votes that they, they got from, from young voters. But uh, the, like the centre-right parties have had a uh, strong turnout from 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 uh, youth, young voters for for two or three elections uh, or so. Great. So, so the, tr- the trend has been there, but but um, now uh, e- even stronger this time. Yeah. So before I ask a few questions about maybe why the centre-right are appealing to younger people, uh, Beatrice, you mentioned Generation Greta. What happens there? you know, to those people that have committed or come out in in favour of action on climate in Sweden? Did they not show up um, to vote? Or actually, you know, do you think the media have sensationalised that support for climate action in, in the country? Kind of what, where where did they go? What, what happened to all of Greta's supporters um, when it came to the polls? Well, first of all, you mentioned media, and that is definitely an important point in, in this discussion, because it's been huge. Uh, it's been huge and all over media. And then uh, the second thing here, I believe that even if you think that the climate is important, you might not channel it through uh, a left political party or or the Greens, apparently, because they only got 5% of the votes from young voters. And also nationally, they also got around 5% of the votes. So I believe that that might be the part of it, that you don't channel it through a political party. Yeah. And so maybe another question then, what what has made Swedish 
youth maybe turn towards parties on the right hand side of the spectrum. So do you think it's become trendy to vote conservative conservatively or what do you think was that, you know, the reason the, the appeal there? I believe we have maybe a bit one-sided image of, of this generation that they only care about the climate. But actually looking into this, we see increased interest for questions regarding criminality. You can see that uh, increased interest for uh, financial matters, economy in general. Of course, we have uh, raising inflation. We have uh, a war in Europe, which also uh, we can see an increased interest and importance for defense questions and support for NATO membership. And uh, these are traditionally, at least in Sweden, uh, connected with the right-wing parties. Any thoughts, Jacob, on kind of where else that, that appeal might come from for, for younger people? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is what, what Beatrice says, you know, that um, looking at the, the most important issues, even for, for young voters, um, th those, those are the, the topics, uh, law and order or crime and and like more f financial topics and energy energy prices maybe surprising but you know you have a lot of young people that are affected by the high gas prices and, and so on uh, and uh, the right wing uh, parties were, were strong um, there but but also there is uh, this huge interest for for uh, for f uh, financial uh, the financial markets like the stock market uh, among uh, the youth uh, in Sweden like uh, it's almost I think one 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 in three young boys uh, uh, invest in stocks which is quite a lot and uh, then uh, of course it's uh, more popular to vote uh, for a right-wing party because they have you know fav maybe favorable po policies towards uh, investing in stocks mm -hmm. um, so that's also part of it, I think. And also, uh, one third thing is uh, social media, where where the right wing parties has been dom dominating for for the past four or five years. Uh, uh, early in the the past decade, uh, the, the left parties were were dominating on 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 social media, but now the the, the right wing parties have um, really picked picked up the pace and are are wi winning uh, that game which even the left has acknowledged that, yeah, we're, we're far behind. Um, and that also plays a big part, I think. Yeah. So thinking um, as communications professionals, then, are there anything, are there any tactics, particularly on social media, that right-wing parties are using to engage um, younger people? Or is it more they're just, you know, a lot more active, a lot more present? Um, or are there any kind of, you know, what could the left learn from the way that the, the right has used social to engage young people? The, the biggest party on social media is definitely the Sweden Democrats, and they have been quite committed to social media for, for many years. This has been part of their strategy, rather handling social media rather than the media. Uh, because of course they can they can spare their own narrative in a completely different way on on social media than they they could have in in national media newspapers. For example, they started uh, a YouTube channel with uh, a TV studio, quite professional, almost a bit uh, I'd say American, or, or it's you know they have mm. interviewing uh, different interesting people in, in uh, not only in politics but um, people creating opinion and, and influencers. And this became became quite big, and they were just the first party to to do this and invest uh, invest in doing this type of thing, and others just have not done this. 
That's really interesting. So have, um, you know, traditional broadcast and print media maybe become less influential, do you think, in reaching the minds of young people when it comes to politics? Uh, not really. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's just that you have another channel now in, in, in social media as well, because if you look at different polls uh, where people get their information about politics, it's still uh, traditional media uh, okay. dominating um, uh, the, the polls there. But, but social media is becoming increasingly important and especially for the, for the young uh, generation. Uh, where I mean, there was a lot of talk in Sweden if this election would be the the, the big TikTok election, uh, and yeah. uh, I think the the conclusion is that yeah, maybe not, uh, but we'll see in in twenty twenty six. That might be the big TikTok election. Yeah, and so thinking for Kexi and C's clients, um, what do you think this shift means um, for the way that businesses should consider communicating with young people, um, be they customers or younger employees? Is there anything that our clients need to be conscious of um, that we should, you know, be raising and highlighting? I think it's most important to really know your audience and know your stakeholders. Uh, and not try to generalize uh, a whole generation. I, I don't think you can say that. Yeah, Gen Z is like, are, are, they are like this, or and uh, millennials, they are they are like that. Uh, you have to do a more segmented or granular granular analysis uh, of you, of your audience, uh, <clears throat> because within a generation, there are obviously a lot of differences based on income or demographics uh, or or gender or interests or some other f- factors uh, so this talk that's in the media about yeah yen, yen z's are, are are like this uh, of course there are some truth to that uh, you can say that some of these things are are true for for some people in this generation but don't just t- assume things and 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 take take uh, these things for granted. You need to really look at the data and look at your look at your stakeholders. And uh, how do you do that? Yeah, you do that by by monitoring, of course. And here, I think social media is still overlooked uh, by companies. Uh, and I, I, we hear that as well from from companies that we talk to that they are quite good at t- traditional media monitoring. They have a very good understanding of you know what's out there in the media. What the uh, what's in the op-eds, uh, the the and so forth, but what people are saying on social media, they don't have a have the full picture there, and uh, so I think monitoring those discussions is really important uh, to get to know what people uh, say about you, you and your brand, and that it can be a quite a difficult process. Uh, we have tools to do that, of course, but it's also quite a lot of manual work. Uh, but it is important because if you don't do that, you can miss uh, very important things. And then events or trends like uh, these voting patterns may come as a surprise. But if you would have monitored the discussions on social media in Sweden for the past few years, then this wouldn't be as surprising, really. 
So I, I completely agree with Jacob. And in these uh, times of increased individualization, the importance of monitoring also increases to understand this more diverse audience. And had this been done, maybe the voting patterns wouldn't have become such a surprise. That's interesting because then that would kind of have ramifications for talent attraction and, you know, employer brands that you have to think about, get into the minds of the talent audiences that you're trying to reach, really. And if that's what young people in Sweden are maybe turning towards, that's something that, um, yeah, clients and, and corporates definitely need to be conscious of when they're communicating. And you can see this. I mean, maybe this is an example of this, but in you can see... I have a background in politics and you can see just a, it's just a steady decrease of people actually joining political parties. And then the next step of, of not just joining, but becoming active is also decreasing. While as this is a generation that is very interested in societal issues, they are so active and that their voices are heard in, in many different forums. But um, as I mentioned before, they, they might not channel it through a political party because they have a whole program you have to sign up for where, and that not just one question, but is the climate or the criminality or the economy or whatever it may, may be. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm interested to um, think as well, a little thinking outside of Sweden and more broadly, I'm keen to get your thoughts on whether you think this is a trend that we might see in other Western democracies or whether you think the issues that we were talking about earlier, the economy, um, energy prices, that's something that is being felt particularly amongst Sweden's young people versus young people in other Western democracies. Uh, um, may maybe, uh, because I mean, in, in Sweden, it's pretty uh, common to, to move out when you're pretty young. Uh, compared to Central or, or Southern Europe, where you could maybe stay with your parents uh, until you're almost uh, or in, in your 30s. Uh, in Sweden, you tend to sort of move out straight out of high school. Um, and then you're, of course, more, more sensitive to price shocks. On the other hand, you know, we, we, we're not as dependent on, on uh, the gas prices um, mm -hmm. as the rest of Europe are, but still... Uh, we have uh, in high inflation and, and high electricity prices uh, as well. So, of course, it, 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 there is an impact there. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, in general, uh, I think we see increased uh, polarization in, in Swedish uh, political uh, discussions or the, the public debate in general, as we see in, in, in other Western democracies. Um, and that that is, of course... Uh, a big challenge for 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 the future uh regardless of uh of, of of topic there are more and more like two sides and it's very sort of there's no middle ground and very very difficult uh a very difficult l landscape to navigate both both on a personal level but uh, also if you're a a company and uh, uh want to communicate or take a stand on on, on certain issues like uh, you can't do right to 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 both groups uh, really we're, we're seeing uh, signs of that more and more in in sweden as well i'd say or do you, do you agree beatrice yeah i do i do and um i just want to mention here also that uh it was um definitely a split looking at how men how young men voted and young women because young women still voted 
more left. It's the, and the young men, uh, definitely right wing. We had quite an interesting article series quite recently in one of the larger Swedish newspapers called The Political Gender Gap, where they just like interviewed, uh, young people, uh, who voted on the political extremes, like the far left and the far right. And, uh, could they meet? But it, it just, I felt even that this even existed, um, was interesting. Yeah, there was uh, like uh, a debate following that th- those articles. Like um, uh, y- young young men are are afraid to speak about their 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 political views be- uh, because uh, they can't can't find a partner and uh, and, and things like that. Um, mm. So it's 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 getting more more polarizing for sure. Well, thank you, Jacob and Beatrice, for joining us today and sharing your thoughts on the shifts underway in Sweden. Thanks also to our listeners. If you're interested in checking out more episodes of Kexiency's Global Thinking podcast, then you can visit our website at www.kexiency or search Global Thinking wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.